Yo, what's up? This is So Says Jay. Welcome to the Aussie Suns Fans Podcast. Yeah, these guys are fucking idiots. Yeah, the podcast is borderline okay, maybe, but I listen to every week, so you should too. Welcome, everybody, to Season 2, Episode 31 of the Aussie Suns Fans Podcast. I am your host, Gavin, and we're here with Nate and Hamo. How are we going, lads? Commiserations. Yeah, we're um, we're all a bit down in the dumps, obviously, after today's game and uh, the game from a couple of days ago. But we'll get into that shortly. Uh, Boyd couldn't make it tonight. He's on some junket somewhere in far north Queensland, probably with shorts and uh, singlet on. And we're all sitting here with hoodies on, freezing our ass off. So Boyd, get Queensland. fucked. <laughs> um, weekly wrap. Let's go through it. Uh, basically, the entire series has played out since our last pod. Game one was a 121-114 win, DA 25 points, book nine rebounds, book eight assists. Uh, game two, 129 to 109 win, book 30 points, crowd of seven rebounds, CP eight assists. Game three, Shamozzle, 94-103 loss. Jay Crowder was our top scorer with 19, DA 11 rebounds and book six assists. And the absolute Shamozzle today, game four, book 35 points, DA 11 rebounds, CP and book seven assists each. How did you see the week, Nate? Well, should I say the word shamozzle as well? It seems to be. I like the word shamozzle. You like that? I thought it was a bit, um, bit soft for what we've experienced in the latter half of this week. Look, the let's just talk about the first two games because they were actually interesting. Uh, it didn't cause any form of depression. Uh, it didn't. Uh, Caused me to not focus through my day. I mean, even Boyd commented today, right? How, how the fuck am I supposed to work today now? Uh, like after 8.30. Look, game one, Aiton showed up. And I don't think we saw him since. And I, I, I think we all spoke about there was nobody to guard Aiton. And somehow they've managed to switch on him every single game and push him out of the paint. And he's done nothing. Where has he been? And me, I've got to sit here and say, I, I circled last week's pod, TC, and circle, circle, circle. He hasn't played a game. He's been out the whole time. So I was like, so how did I see it? <laughs> well, shit, not well. Um, we can get into who the players and everything were that um, we call MVP and encouragement and all the rest of it. But, I mean, I thought this would be a whitewash. I literally thought we'd be sitting here tonight Talking about a sweep, not a gentleman's one, a proper sweep. Um, especially after that second game of the 20-point win, I just thought they don't have an answer for us. Uh, and if everyone turns up, not just one here, one there, but if everyone turns up, we've got this in the bag. And unfortunately, we haven't had a game, have we haven't had a game since you know, where everyone showed up. No, absolutely not. Hey, mate, uh, how did you see the week? Yeah, look, um, I think... <clears throat> As fans, we possibly got a little bit complacent. You know, the Suns in four mentality sort of took over and maybe the boys felt the same, but, yeah, it started off really well. And then, yeah, the obviously the last two games, not very good at all. But um, we just got to regroup, bounce back. Everything they said about DA is right, uh, in my opinion, at least, anyway. Um, but, yeah, we just got to regroup move forward and um, trying to work out how to keep DA in the paint or roll back in. And you, you mentioned TC. I thought he was out injured 
Yeah, he is. Elbow. He is. How long is he That's out? my point. I thought he was going to be the answer, but he's been out with the, wasn't it a shoulder or arm or something? Elbow. Elbow. Heard it. Heard Elbow it at is. the back end of game two. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Well, let's just hope we can um, get the next ones at home, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. See how we go there. Yeah, it was. Um, look, it's a obviously the last two games is a bad way to end the week. The first two games, everyone was up and about, and the, Nate, you you hit the nail right in the head. After two games, they just had no answer for anything that we wanted to throw at them. Um, the, our, our structures, everything else, were just it was going to be far too much to overcome. And I want to mention because while we can be disappointed with the last two games, hey, look, it's two two. We're still in the series. We were 2-2 with the Pelicans as well. So reality is that um, we go back home now. That's great. I don't want to gloss over the first two games because we did play well. And even though game one was a seven-point win, it felt sort of like a 30-point win. Um, I actually felt like the game one was almost more dominant than game two. It was just the game two. I think we had the uh, last quarter exhibition where we just switched uh, Luca onto everybody and they all embarrassed him. And... I don't want to gloss over that or take any um, anything away from that because we all enjoy watching Luca turn into a little bitch. And that's what we did in the second half of that game. Hopefully we can run that back um, when we come back into Phoenix and make, make the change. Game three. Um, game three was disappointing, but uh, look, we just shot really poorly. We executed really poorly. Um, I, I think Dallas certainly up their intensity from a defensive standpoint, um, but I didn't think it was that bad. And and we lost the game by nine. We were basically still in it with three, four minutes to go in the last quarter anyway. Even going into the last minute, I think we still had half a sniff. Um, we just couldn't execute on the, on the game. So I wasn't really worried about it. And I, I sort of went, aberration, we won't shoot that poorly again. We'll be right. Don't worry about it. Today's game is a different story. Dallas, I'm I'm going to give Dallas some props here. Defensively, they were fan, they were fantastic defensively today. They forced our offense to hurry. Um, we took poor shots. We made bad choices. Um, you know, game three, CP had seven turnovers before halftime. We knew that wouldn't happen again. That was um, man. But reality is that today Dallas did something that. Um, did something to our offense, which I haven't seen happen to our offense a lot this year at all, which was they hurried them up. Now, I'm going to shift into the next part of this discussion, which is going to be a discussion about the referees because that's the, sec- that's the secondary point for me is whilst Dallas did force us a little bit and hurried up our offense and we made bad choices, when you're getting completely fucked in the ass by referees and taken out of a contest like CP was today. Um, and like our entire... Did anyone see the DeAndre Ayton offensive fucking goaltend, they called? <laughs> it was off the rim by a metre. Like, in, and in front. It wasn't even over the top of the fucking rim and they've called an offensive goaltend. As soon as I saw that, I went, holy fuck, we're in some trouble here. If this is the shit that they're going to be calling all day... That was the first quarter too, wasn't it? First quarter. <laughs> This is the shit that we're going to have to fucking deal with today. The CP3, look, to the letter of the law and the way they changed the rules, the CP3 offensive foul was potentially there. 
But not was this once. where he got his pinky and he touched? Uh, no, no, that was his last hand? foul. So the, right. the offensive foul was his fifth one, where basically he shifted direction a little bit and Brunson ran up his backside up his and they called yeah. an offensive foul. Um, that hasn't been called an offensive foul all fucking year. So why is it an offensive Certainly foul? Certainly hasn't in the playoffs. He's been doing it. Him and Booker always do it. Uh, absolutely. They get away with it. And they're not the only ones. Luca does it. Everybody fucking does it. They they pull up deliberately for that. Um, then the the sixth foul where he did do the little pinky touch. I mean, let's be honest. These are playoffs. NBA playoffs are always a, there's more leniency in the refs whistle. That's there's more physicality because the tempo and um, everything within the game is supposed to lift and raise and. The, uh, the NBA playoffs are supposed to be the calling card and the product that the NBA puts out there. Well, guess what, NBA? Your fuckhead refs today have absolutely thrown that out of the window. By those little fucking bitch calls that they made all day, they sucked into the fucking floppy. My God, Luka Doncic and fucking Jalen Brunson... Can we talk about Flop City here? I thought oh, Trey Young was the worst flopper in the NBA. loud. Mate, I've, got a, I've got a note down here with flopping. I've got complete bullshit flopping crap. What it reminded me was the Buck series last year, the, the yeah. series we do not talk about. And I don't want to talk about it going the same way. But every time Giannis got the ball at the top, he drive the lane. It did, you couldn't do nothing. Anything you did, they caught a foul. And that's what today's game looked like. Every time we did anything offensively, they caught a foul. Yeah, absolutely. Flashbacks to that shit show. The finals, and the, it was a three. and it was a fucking shamble. Like just everything about today's game is the, the that if you're a casual fan watching NBA playoffs, that's the sort of shit that will turn you off, and you just yeah, go, it, "What the fuck is this?" It crap? was not a good game to watch. No, it was fucking the difference between yeah. having a lot and whinging at the refs and actually having, like you said, a casual fan would acknowledge this and see that the calls have just been absolutely off the wall. And and I listened to the PHNX um, pod after the game. Um, and and there's one thing that I want to bring up, which Saul mentioned, which was some oh, look referees. I know they've got a tough job, everything like that. I don't. I'm not a huge ref basher at all. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that referees will generally lose you a game. But the way they officiated today's game took us out of the contest. They took any momentum we could have got. They impacted the result of that game. It's as simple as that, clear cut. Now, the best way to tell whether or not, as a fan, you're just overreacting and being a dickhead is go on, have a look, and see what other people are saying. And clear cut, non-biased, non-Phoenix Suns fans on Twitter today, Skip Bayless, even though he's a fucking flog, um, (laughs) Shannon Sharp or whatever his fucking name is, there was comments everywhere about how the Suns got absolutely murdered today. I, I got a note here. When you look at the the overall box score, team versus team, how do you out assist, out field goal percentage, out rebound, and out block an opposition and lose by ten? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. Now the other thing is. Don't get me wrong. Fucking Dallas's shooting in the first half was phenomenal, and we know that if that's all opposition... they did, all they did, the yeah, that's a... threes. They got nothing else. Yeah, exactly right. And the, we spoke about it last week, though. The likelihood of the Suns losing a game is playing an opposition that catches fire and hits fucking um, 
you know, 48, 50% from the field from three. Um, and that's yeah, what they we were did. were talking about Bertans and Kleber turning up, not Finney <sighs> Smith on top of all of them. Yeah, I know. Eight threes for Finney Smith. Go fuck yourself, Dorian. The fuck are you coming from? Anyway, um, any other last comments about the fucking referees and the shambles that was today? I think my my good friend Nate might have something for us um, <laughs> that's going to be a little bit different to uh, what everybody else does. Well, let me start by saying it's no fucking wonder ESPN didn't put that game on in Australia. Because what an atrocious home court game of refereeing it was. Instead, they put um, college volleyball and a, what is it, 30 for 30 on. Uh, and so, the women's volleyball. Thank God for Boyd was on Sportsbet. I was on League Pass. And I imagine the rest of us were probably on League Pass. <laughs> Look, let's, as, as far as the referees go, everyone, or we're talking about everyone on all the pods is going to be bitching about the refs. Everyone in Twitter's bitching about the refs. I haven't looked at Reddit for a while, but I'm sure, pretty sure it's probably imploded. They'll be bitching about refs, yeah. So the, what is it? The National Basketball Referees Association, if you go to their page, they call their um, staff, colleague, associates, whatever, they call them the guardians of the game. Right. They fucking dropped the ball, didn't they? They did. Um, so I decided <laughs> let's let's do something a little bit different. Let's go and have a look at the textbook definitions for every for all of the positions. So there's three positions on a court. There's an umpire, referee, and a crew chief. So let's start at the most junior of those positions. Let's read the NBA's definition of what that is. An umpire position, which was why I'm going to tag a, a junior ref, is an ag- aggressively and accurately calls plays in the primary area of responsibility. Responsible for basic mechanics, including rotations, positioning, clock and team foul awareness, team foul awareness, strong rules, knowledge, coupled with contributions to in-game discussions, issues regarding um, adjudication. Then it goes up to referee position, which is what we're going to call a senior ref. Proficient in all umpire position requirements. Effectively, the glue for crew through consistent consistency teamwork and communication makes partners better by carrying a larger portion of the crew's load than the umpire (laughs) capable of handling some plays in secondary area of coverage ability to recognize and appropriately manage shifts in game conditions which includes intensity emotions decorum and style of play why do i need to keep reading they've already fucked this royally (laughs) But let's get to the crew chief now, and this is the boss position of the refs. The boss. The boss. Proficient in referee and umpire positions, leader of the crew on and off the floor, high-level play calling, partnering skills and tools for handling any game situation, including interpersonal communication. So he must have been on a a neuro-wavelength with Luca. (laughs) Understands the importance of extending into their secondary area of coverage with accuracy. The very last word in the definition of a crew chief is with accuracy. So I thought that was just absolutely friggin' laughable. So shall we have a look at who our umpire, referee, and our crew chief were for the day? Yes, please. (laughs) The one we had a laugh about earlier, Curtis Blair, I believe was the referee. Uh, No listed playoff games before this year has been refereeing for 11 seasons has refed 602 regular season games 
apparently was drafted in the second round by Houston in 1992, after which, uh, obviously prior to that, he played pro in Australia. So I kept looking and looking to find where the hell did he play pro in Australia. He only played CBL. He had talks with NBL teams, but no one would give him a job because their roster was full. So his job on the CBL was a 50K salary, plus a car, plus a house. And when interviewed about it, he said, I didn't pay for anything. Just my phone. <laughs> Just so that's my what he... phone and my food. So that's why he was a professional, because he didn't pay for anything. Yep. Right. So that was our referee for today's game. Now, our umpire, uh, Kane Fitzgerald, 10 seasons, 635 regular season games, has 32 playoff games to his name, a non-player. That's all I've got. There's no extra funny bits. It's just he's a non-player. And our crew chief, um, I'm imagining it was a crew chief. I might have got Kane and James mixed around, but uh, James Williams, 19 playoff games, uh, ref. So maybe James was the umpire and Kane was the crew chief, but... Still a non-player, ref uh, nine season and 530 regular season games. So he had, what, 32, 51 playoff games refed between all of our officials today. Wow. What an experienced bunch. <laughs> and it showed, didn't it? It absolutely showed. But, um, yeah. I mean... Let, let's be Great honest. It was, there, Nate. Well done, mate. Yeah, that that was that was actually really good. Um, I mean, we, we we were going to mock it for as long as we could anyway. I thought, well, let's put a bit of context. It didn't actually change the mockery. No, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> I will say, in our uh, group chat with our friend, uh, so says Jay from Fanning the Flames Pod. How you going, Jay? Um, in our group chat, there we uh, spoke about. Um, the fact that he wants to uh, send out a text to Brian Spiral or whatever his fucking name is that that's in charge of this. I, honestly, I think today um, I wrote it on Twitter as well. I think that today was a, an orchestrated plan from the NBA and the NBA Referees Association to just make it look like if Scott Foster refs the next game with uh, for the Suns. Fuck. Um, if he refs the next game for the Suns, us as Suns fans are going to sit there and go, well, it can't be as bad as what we fucking put up with last time. So, uh, therefore, trying to take some pressure off Scott so that there's no a fuck you Scott Foster chant um, in they're Phoenix always, and, for game five. Be. Yeah, I, I know they will. I just think that the Referees Association have uh, plotted and planned this to try and get a little bit of heat off Scott Foster. And if you looked at Suns Twitter today, everyone was going... Even Scott Foster wouldn't be as bad as this. Oh, hey, yeah. very clever NBA and NBA Referees Association, hey? But I'm fucking on to you. I know what's going on. theorist. <laughs> Probably accurate. <laughs> I fucking know what's going on, NBA. I know. If Hey, if I'm not around for next, week, next week's pod, you guys know why. <laughs> NBA's come to take me out because I've, I've oh, no. uncovered it. Well, mate, I got to the end of that fourth quarter and I was just thinking, how many people are Sava pissed off? Because <laughs> nobody wants Phoenix to succeed. Nobody. <laughs> well, let's be honest. I, I think um, I think that, well, it was another thing that Skip said 
um, as far as he's concerned, he uh, the NBA. Or as far as he's concerned, all he can see is the NBA wants the continued ratings, and while Luca's playing, more people are watching. Makes well, sense I, to me. I mean, Makes sense the to me. one comment I I said today in our group chat was about the first quarter. I'm like, oh, it's Luca's mum. That was that was about as far as I was. Oh no, I mentioned Sean Marion as oh, well. Oh, that was it, Sean Marion. Sean Mar- I want to touch on that too. You, you mentioned Sean Marion. Yeah, I, I just you, saw this big fella with a blonde hair, and I was like, "That's that's Sean Marion." They shot him later. I was like, "Shit, it really is." Did you see the hat he was wearing? No, I didn't. He was wearing a Mavericks hat. So Sean Marion, fuck you. <laughs> Mikhail Bridges is ten times the fucking player you ever were. Well, he won his chip there. He was happy there, and all he did was whinge to get out of here. So you know. All right, let's move on. Next uh, next segment is the MVP. Um, now, after the first two games, we would have been there would have been a couple of people in the mix, and we would have had lots of fun with it and all that sort of stuff. And now, I think it's a little bit flat. And I kind of half went, Nate's going to just go fuck them. They don't deserve an MVP this week. No, I wrote one down. We'll roll with it anyway. Hamo, who's your MVP this week? Devin Booker. No other comment? No, straight up. Uh, Fair enough. I, I think all in all, um, our best player for the week. Yeah. Fair call. Um, Nate? I don't disagree at all. Um, look, the, the first game, there were six players in uh, double figures. Uh, Book nearly hit a triple-double, so he stood out. Even though Aiden, that was the one game he had a really good game. Booker still stood out. Uh, game two was Book and CP3 that stood out. And then of those two losses, I think the only person that stood out at all was Book. So yeah. can't argue with that at all. Oh, except for maybe game three. Um, oh, Jay. Book, Jay. Book didn't have a great game in game three, let's be honest. But between him and CP, I think they had 16 turnovers. Um, Jay top scored with 19 points. So Book didn't hit the scoreboard. Um, I thought his shot selection was pretty poor. But in saying that, I think our offense was pretty poor across the board in that game. One, so. one, one average to not great game out of three is a lot better than that's, two shit games. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And, well, you look, after two games, you would have had CP3 in the mix for MVP. After the last two games, there's no fucking hope in hell you'd have CP3 in the mix. Um God, Just another another thing to bring up there, though. Does anyone else really want thirty six year old Chris Paul back? <laughs> you I really mean, did uh, listen to the PHNX podcast, didn't you? Oh, did they say that on there? I missed that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was a specific comment that <laughs> fuck thirty seven year old Chris Paul, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, well. He turned 37. And, and, and that wasn't Lindsay. <laughs> turned 37 on game three and uh, obviously played game four. 37-year-old Chris Paul is washed up. That's uh, I, I did read a couple of those today. But uh, I think that we might have a teenage Dallas Mavericks that. fan, a teenage Dallas Mavericks fan that might just wake CP3 up again uh, come this next game. Um, so, and, but I'll touch on that more in the next segment. Um, my MVP is Devin Booker as well. That's not even close this week. Yeah, he, he was, he was the only one. Um, yeah, you had maybe DA, 
um, in the yeah, first couple of games. Maybe Chris Paul yeah. in the first couple of games. Jay Crowder in the second lot of games. Um, uh, Mikael Bridges is struggling big time yeah, right man. now. Um, so, yeah, Booker, standout, well ahead of everyone else. Um, encouragement award. Nate, let you go first. Mate, I'm, I'm going to take a, a leaf out of Boyd's book and go with a serious one, and it's for DA. That we thought he was going to be the piece that literally, to his tattoo, dominated the series because there was no one in the middle. How he keeps getting baited out onto Luca, out onto the perimeter, and leaving the middle open. He's not scoring. He's not rebounding to the level that he normally would, let alone in a playoff series. He should be absolutely owning the paint. So rather than just shitting on him and like being half of Sun's Twitter and probably 75% of the, the our own Facebook message feed, I'm just going to give him the encouragement award and say, you know what? It's a tied series. Pull your thumb out your ass, pull your head out your ass, pull everything out your ass and go fucking play. Yeah, today was definitely one of those games where he... Um... He just didn't look engaged in the contest at all. But in saying that, um, as a as a flow-on effect to your encouragement award, also give the guy the fucking ball. He can't do anything on offense if you don't give him the fucking ball. Anyway, am I your encouragement award? Uh, it's a damn damn good uh, damn good option there. Mine goes to um, the beard himself, James Harden, man. You go, girl. <laughs> Fuck all for like last nine, ten months. You show up, done. Fuck all in Philly for like last three months, whatever. You score 31 points today. None in the first quarter or half or some shit. And you're the like the headline on NBA.com. James Harden's back. Fuck off. <laughs> but you get my encouragement award, young man. So keep it up. Well done. Nice one. Um, my encouragement award goes to the Dallas Mavericks fans and player group and um, particularly some of the shit that you guys are dishing out on Twitter and stuff like that. Hey, I just hope that our players are reading it because there's one thing um, that I love about our playing group is that they take that shit personally. And the stuff that, A, happened to Chris Paul today, and B, happened to the playing group as they walked off the floor after today's game. Oh, oh man. You, you know that our guys are going, let's smack the fuck out of them at home, get back to this joint and break their hearts in front of them. Um, and I could see our side being really ready to do this um, and basically almost uh, do the Pat Beverly celebration afterwards in Dallas right in front of their fans. Like just jump up on the score tables and fucking flip the bird and do whatever they need to do. Um, because yeah, some of the shit that's gone on and be great. So keep it up Mavs fans, because I think you're going to wake up the beast to be honest. Yeah. CP3 did look lit this afternoon, didn't he? Yeah. I saw the video this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. He was not a happy man. So, um, you don't Look, I hope he, I hope he takes it out, takes it out yeah. on Dallas in fucking in all sorts of uh, different ways. That's if, of course, 
the referees decide that if somebody grabs their face, flips twice on the ground, rolls around like they've broken their ankle, then stand up, run up the other end of the court, fall over again and hold their face and decide that that's a foul. Um, or when somebody gets fouled in the act of shooting, decide to call a technical foul on that same player who was fouled in the act of shooting, which has never happened in the NBA ever. Wake fuck up. So this week, um, game five and six, game seven if required. I know we have a game in two days, I think, because only the Warriors end up with a three-day break in between their games. For some reason, the number one seeds don't. They only get the two-day breaks between all their games. Um, so game five and six, how do we see the rest of this series going? Um, Hamo, how do you reckon it's going to go? Are we going to seven? I really hope not, man. Um, my eyes, game five obviously is a must win. We need to win this one at home. We can't be going because it's it's one one now, isn't it? Like when uh, like home away home kind of thing. We can't really be going back to having another game in Dallas with them being three up. So we have to win this one, man. We have to. Um, and then game six, we have to put it to bed. Straight up. And if we have to talk about game seven, I'm just going to say I fucking hope not. <laughs> not this early on in the series, like in the grand scheme of the whole season series. Can't do it. Mate? Yeah, look, I mentioned it before with the today. I just had this, it felt like the Milwaukee game where every time someone got the ball and moved with it, there was a foul called. Every time someone comes down the key, there's a foul called. You can't defend it. And I, I just think that's going to be too fresh. And I'm just banking on Monty and the crew going, no. We're going to do this the same way we did the Pels. We're going to close this out to, we're, we're done in six. That's it. Uh, the, you know, you look at the finals last year, up two and then lost four. I, no. No. So that done in six. Yeah, I agree. Six six games. Um, we'll bounce back. The offense will work itself out. Um, I don't know whether the crowd got maybe got into them a little bit and or got into the minds a little bit or whether they over celebrated CP's thirty seventh birthday or whatever the fuck he is now. Um, but back at home, I think we'll get the that momentum back. And then, as I said, they'll be pretty pissed off about these two games on the road and. Um, go back there and make them look fucking stupid. Um, quickly touch on the other series status. So we've got Warriors and Memphis at 2-1. Um, I can't, look, I can't remember most of our predictions, but are you sticking with your prediction, um, mate? Uh, what did, what, I can't even remember what prediction I had. I because... think you went Warriors in six. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I think I did because I think I said the 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 Grizz are just one year away from the maturity yeah. to beat them, and it looks it. And with the rumours that Jar might be out for a game, I believe uh, he is out. I believe that's he's confirmed. the only thing yeah. keeping him in it. Um, Stephen Adams coming back. I don't know if that helps because of how long he's been out because they've been winning in a system without him. So I think that could jilt things in the wrong direction. Um, if the Warriors get through, which I think it looks that they will, we need to learn how to beat Dallas in the next two games. 
and not just do it and go think, oh, we did it, but learn how we did it because I think the matchups against Golden State are just Dallas with more talent. Yeah. Uh, Miami Philly, 2-2 at the moment. Look, I, I mean, I would like to see Philly get through just because I think Miami's more of a threat. Um, Spoh scares me when it comes to finals coaching. Um, and we all know that Harden and Embiid can shit the bed at any given moment. So I wouldn't mind Thank seeing you. them get through, to be honest with you. I want, I want Miami to get through solely because they're the only other team left in the finals that don't flop like fucking fish out of water. They, they play the game the right way like the Suns yeah, do. We didn't, we didn't talk about the flopping quite enough, did we? We moved straight on to shitting on the refs rather we'll than... Go, we'll, go we, we'll go back. We'll go back. We can circle around. Bucks Celtics, 2-1 at the moment. How do you see that one playing out? Oh, look, I, I honestly think the... I just think the Giannis effect is going to find a way. Uh, the, I, I want to hope the refing is uh, shit across the board. Like we talked about in round one, everyone copped the raw end of the foul throw, the, the free throws being con- just extraordinarily out of balance, yep. 20 to 40, uh, and it was both conferences. Yep. Um, now, we're copping the worst of the bad refereeing now. I'm kind of hoping something happens over there. Or I just, I'm not hoping, but I think, you know, that the, the Giannis effect will probably get some votes or some calls. I definitely think the um, NBA wants a Bucks Celtics seven gamer, so it wouldn't surprise me. Well, you, you laid out the conspiracy theory early on, so you've, you've yeah. prefaced uh, that. Yeah, I'm going to back that up. Um, Hamo, same questions to you. Warriors, Memphis. Well, this is the one that worries me. I mean, with the fact that Jar might be injured, okay, but you know, Greece has been our one of our main bugaboos throughout the regular season. We've always had just a little bit of a trouble getting over them. Um, so, and Golden State's always going to be Golden State while Steph Curry's around, whether he's coming off the bench or not, doesn't matter. Um, that That's the matchup that worries me. Miami, Philly, I don't give a flying fuck, man. Do whatever you want. Don't care. Um, Milwaukee and Boston, good. One of you take each, take the other one out, saves us having to do it. But the yeah, I, the most worries I have would be about the Golden State and Memphis series, just because. Yeah, I I don't want Memphis to get through because we have had trouble with them in the regular season. I think either of those matchups will be pretty pretty good. I I tipped the Warriors in five. And now with Jar missing tomorrow, I can't see how that's going to change. Um, I think the Warriors will win that, win it pretty easy, um, and then pretty much just clean them up in the last game. Miami Philly's an interesting one now. Um, Miami absolutely dominated Philly without Embiid, but they've really struggled since Embiid's come back, and they just don't look to have any flow. And I'm not sure what the story is with uh, Duncan Robinson, but. I mean, he always seems to hit 75 three-pointers against Phoenix, but he's not playing any minutes at the moment. So I don't know where Miami's at there. They're, they have to make some adjustments similar to what we do at, um, in our series to just to get over them. Um, and the Bucks and Celtics, look, it could go either way. If uh, The thing with the Celtics is if um, Tatum and Jalen Brown get hot, they get real hot. Um, but then it's Giannis. So... 
Uh, it depends on whether or not, like game two, the refs and, and didn't they've got a six foot. What, what is time, uh, time Lord, or whatever the hell you call him, Williams? What is he, six foot seven center? Six foot yeah, seven something center. like that. Yeah, how's he stopping Giannis? I, I well, he his hustle's just fucking sensational, I think. But the the reason he stopped him in game two was because the referees actually didn't allow Giannis just to bulldoze over the top of people, they called offensive fouls, which is what they should be doing to Giannis. Nice. But um, yeah, it'll be that'll be an interesting series. I think it might actually stretch to seven. Uh, it's going to go to at least six, I think. But um, it might even stretch to seven. Um, all right. Well, that's our that's our topics. I know that you're keen on uh, addressing the flopping a little bit more, Nate. Um, I'm also oh, well, keen. I mean, on... you wanted to give the good old reach around, so we may as well. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about tickle and go back over. Let's talk a little bit more about some flopping. Um, so what have you got? Let you go first. What have you got there? That it was bullshit. <laughs> literally, I got a message from Steve today while watching Vossi, and he he's literally texted me. He's gone. I don't know if I actually want to go over anymore. I don't want any of these corrupt guys getting a single cent of my money. <laughs> and I think it, I, I assume he was talking more about the NBA rather than the rest specifically. But <laughs> and I, I I can't I can't spill anything. I've got to save all my motion for the pod. But I'll let this slide. This bullshit <laughs> fucking. <laughs> and that was all I had. Uh, and it re- look, it really was. And I tweeted during the game that it, it just takes away from the enjoyment of watching the NBA when when they're grabbing the, and some Mavericks fans fucking attacked me for it, which was good fun. I enjoyed oh, that. Nice. Um, oh, but wow. you know, uh, the the number one comment was, "How can you say that when you've got CP three on your team?" I'll tell you how I could say that. Because CP3 draws fouls, he does. No doubt about it. He's ripped through. Listen, if you're fucking dumb Everyone's enough... Everyone's doing it. If you're dumb enough to stick your fucking hand there, enjoy it. I don't see CP3 grabbing his face, rolling around on the fucking floor, holding his lip down, sitting there going... <laughs> no. What? Yes. When, when Luca was backing him down and barging his shoulder into him, did he fall to draw an offensive foul? Yes, he did. Guess what? It's an offensive foul. He fucking dropped the shoulder. He didn't roll around on the ground. He didn't hold his face. Did you notice Dallas fans and anybody else who wants to talk about CP3? Did you notice when Devin Booker went to the hole and uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Powell. Smacked him right across the fucking top of the head. Did Devin Booker lie on the ground, hold his head, roll around like he'd been shot? No, he took his N1 and went to the foul line. I said a couple of weeks ago that I actually wouldn't mind seeing the sun starting to fucking do that a little bit, mainly because that shit should have been reviewed and it should have been a flagrant because Devin Booker copped a flagrant because why? Dwight Powell fouled him on his first jump shot. On his follow through, he accidentally made contact with his head and Book got a tech. Why? Because Dwight Powell grabbed his head, walked across to hold his eyes, did all the oh he got smashed so hard because book tapped him on the top of the head. Yeah. If that's the game that the refs want to play, then yeah, we've got to adapt to the unfortunately it's the game the Mavs are playing at the moment. And I, I did hear again on the pod today that uh, on a pod earlier today, Luca copped a tech early in the game after he steamrolled DA. Basically, from there on in, he could do whatever the fuck he wanted with his flopping. And the refs fell for it. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know what? Stand up, be a man, and play the fucking game of basketball and stop fucking throwing your head, grabbing your face, lying on the ground. That fucking dive against CP3, which brought up his fifth foul. All right, clever. You drew um, CP's fifth foul. But it was a fucking dive. Like, seriously. Play the game. If you can't beat us without playing the fucking game, like Nick fuckhead right the other day on his fucking TV show, how the fuck that bloke is a national media person, said that it was what Phoenix was doing by picking on Luca, by switching the ball and playing um, all the offense against Luca because Paul Luca was tired, was against the spirit of the game. <laughs> so, Nick, I'm really looking forward to your comments about your fucking mob grabbing their face and rolling around on the ground when nobody fucking touches them. But the more I watch that um, fucking Luca piece of shit play, all he does is remind me of LeBron, and we all we all have the same opinion of that individual. Donkey, yes. Um, your comments on flopping hammer? Um, look, like as you were saying, it's not really something I want to see our boys do. But if that's what's going to get us over the line, and everyone else is doing it, why the fuck not? Don't go over the top, but just sell your sell your hits a little bit more, and yeah, why not play the game? It's the way the game is now. Well, that's uh, that's pretty much where we're at, gentlemen. The last comments, uh, Nate, go nuts. Well, speaking of nuts, <laughs> mate, if um, Dallas won't uh, harden up and drink a glass of cement, try the little blue pill. Am I? Um, nah, I'm good. You're good? I'm great. Right. My, my last comments are uh, like, follow, subscribe, do all that sort of shit. Look after us, comment, share with your friends, um, get us out there. We're, we're, we're growing every week. Um, we're getting plenty of mentions on the pods overseas. We're getting lots of listeners over there. We thank everyone for joining us. Um, as you listen to a few Aussies just talk shit about the Suns um, in our own Aussie way and with our own Aussie slant. Um, and finally, referees... Using the term reach around. Yes, reach arounds. Um, finally, referees... Oh, by the way, uh, for those Americans that are listening, when we call Luca a sook, it means he's a crybaby. Oh, yeah, he's a bitch. I copped that one the other day. What's a sook? They don't know what a sook is? No, nah, I don't know what a sook is. We're going to find out what a sook is. When we're over there, Nate, they're going to find out what a sook is. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining us. NBA referees, get the fuck out of our game and let the game play. Stop fucking it up for everybody. Um, the NBA finals is supposed to be a showcase. Not, uh, It's not supposed to be about you fucking idiots. Pull your heads in. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. See ya. How was that? Was that good? I don't know if that was good. It's going to be a good time. <laughs>